Hello, this is Graham Cook. Welcome to the Brilliant Perspectives podcast. We all know from Scripture that transformation comes by the renewing of our mind. That is, we should pay attention to the way that we see things, the way that we think about what we're seeing, and the language we use to describe what God is doing and who we are becoming because all of us are changing. We all have this story, and we're all on this journey, giving us one opportunity after another to renew our spiritual lens. It is so important that we are able to see the things God is seeing and that we call things the way that God is calling them. A lens, you know, is a very simple technology. It either bends light so we can see everything clearly, or it reduces or blocks the light so that we, what we see is blurred or ill-defined. A lens itself is not visible. It's actually something we see through. And in spiritual terms, a lens is a perception. It's an observation. It's a notion. It's an understanding of something that either produces an increase or a decrease in the reality of our relationship with the Lord. It's a perspective that leads either to fullness or into measure. It's a truth that sets us free, or it's an error that prevents us from having a fresh encounter with God. A lens is really important, and we all have one. A lens can lead us into fear, or it can cause us to receive God's love in a new way. Our version of Scripture can lead us into walking newness of life or cause us to remain a prisoner of our past. A lens can create a prejudice against someone or against something. The world record for a lens change is in John chapter 1. It's the story of Nathaniel, who is the friend of Philip, and Philip, as we know, is walking in a whole new way with Jesus. And so Philip goes to find his close friend, and he says, Come and meet him of whom the scriptures have spoken. He's called Jesus of Nazareth. And Nathanael looks at him and says, Can any good thing come out of Nazareth? And Philip said, Well, come and see. So as Jesus sees Nathanael coming, he says these words out loud, Behold an Israelite in whom there is no guile. And Nathaniel said, how do you know me? And he said, I saw you under the fig tree before Philip reached you. And Nathaniel looks at him and says, oh, my Lord and my God, you are the king of Israel. <laughs> Fastest lens change in the history of lenses being changed. Jesus came to give us a new lens, so that we might see things the way that he does. If you think of it this way, the whole Protestant faith is built upon a reformation which was a major lens change of its time. Suddenly, grace comes onto the scene again, and it does battle with legalism. 
you have sanctification and the priesthood of all believers, which takes ordinary people into an extraordinary place of being able to relate to God personally rather than through a priest. What's all that about? It's a major lens change. God isn't doing anything new. He's just recovering something that has always been there, but that has been obscured for a whole variety of reasons. The charismatic renewal was another major lens change because it referenced the importance of the Holy Spirit in our lives and how vital it is for the sake of the world that the church is moving in the power and the gifts of the Spirit. Major lens changes going on all around us. You can't walk with God successfully without having successive lens changes because the way you start off in Christ is not the way that you finish. We're not just talking here about doctrine and theology. We're actually talking about experiencing God and having lens changes in terms of who he is and what he wants to be for us. And what he wants to be for us personally. We're learning that vision is not just about walking in a direction into your future. It's not just about the direction you're going in. It's also about the height at which God wants you to travel. So we start understanding that, hang on a minute, we're not just trapped in this world. We're not even actually people of this world. We are in this world, but we're not of it. We belong to the kingdom, and the kingdom is a higher way of seeing, thinking, speaking, and acting. And we realize there's a whole kingdom around us and within us that we need to pay attention to each day. We're all learning about the reality of engaging and interacting with God at a high level. So in order for us to think the way that he does, we have to develop a relationship with the mind of Christ. The mind of Christ is not about spiritualizing logic or rationale. It's about traveling in wisdom. It's about seeing the future and learning to live in the space between who we are now in Jesus and who we are becoming next by the Holy Spirit. All of our life situations are about beholding Christ in the present and becoming more like him in the future. It's about understanding that this is who I am and this is where I'm going. This is my story. This is my journey. And everything has to keep changing. I'm being changed from one degree of glory into another. And every one of those changes involves my vision and the way that I see things. So think about it this way. Lens changes are here to stay. God wants to clean up our lens, to repair it, or give us a new one. Many of us are having lens changes right now, and most of us are aware that I actually need my lens to be changed because I need to see something more. I need to see something more of heaven. I need to see the kingdom better. I need to understand who God is for me. 
And all of that changes your vision about God, yourself, and your place in the kingdom. It's like Saul on the road to Damascus in Acts chapter 9. Some of us, hopefully, will have scales falling away so that our vision becomes really sharp and high definition. Paul put it this way in Ephesians 1.18. He said, I pray that the eyes of your heart, that is your spiritual lens, may be enlightened, may be illuminated so you can see better. So that you will know by that perception the hope of his calling. What are the riches of his glory in his inheritance in the saints? And what is the surpassing greatness of his power towards us who believe? You know, when your encounter with God conflicts with your unconscious lens, it's time for a new prescription. Here are some of the lens changes that are occurring at this time in the church around the world. There's a lens change in Romans chapter 6. Let me read you from this verse 3. Do, not, do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus have been baptized into his death? Therefore, we have been buried with him through baptism into death. So that as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, so we too might walk in newness of life. For if and we have become united with him in the likeness of his death, certainly we shall also be in the likeness of his resurrection. Knowing this, that our old self was crucified with him in order that our body of sin might be done away with so that we would no longer be slaves to sin. For he who has died is freed from sin. Now, if we've died with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him, knowing that Christ, having been raised from the dead, is never to die again. Death no longer is master over him. For the death that he died, he died to sin once and for all. But the life that he lives, he lives to God. Even so, Consider yourself to be dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. That's a lens change. What does it mean? It means that God is not dealing with your sin right now because he's already dealt with it in Jesus on the cross. It means the answer to your sin is that God said, you are dead. He didn't want to bring you to a new life in Christ and then be working on your old life to try and improve it and make it better. Your old self was too bad to be cleansed and renewed. It had to be crucified because nobody in the Godhead wanted the job of pastoring your old nature. What they wanted was to create a whole new life, a whole new you, and take the old nature and the old man and put it in the grave and then say to you, it's dead, it's finished, it's over. Great headstone, by the way. Love that headstone. Rest in peace. And now that your old sinful nature is dead, we can teach you how to become a new person in Jesus. So now you no longer have a sin nature. You just have a sin habit because you're more familiar with the world, the flesh, and the devil than you are with the way, the truth, and the life in Jesus that makes the kingdom a more powerful place to live in 
than your circumstances. You're going to be born again, and you're going to become a totally new person. And we're only working on the new you, the true you, the real you that is in Jesus, because the old you is dead. It's a major lens change when you understand that all of your struggles actually belong in the grave. That God doesn't want you to work on those things. He just wants to say to you, listen, it's for freedom that Christ has set you free. In this new life, there are constant upgrades that empower you to overcome your old negative lens and see yourself only as a new creation. All the old is now becoming new. Now that is a brilliant lens change, the kind that upgrades your perception of who you are in Jesus and the life you can now live in him. Guys, to learn more about having these lens changes, go to brilliantbookhouse.com and search for Mind of a Saint or watch the full video series at brillianttv.com and enjoy exploring the changes that God has for you. This is a great day. This is a great time for you to do something new because your lens has changed.